Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, Jeff Cohn here with another episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders, broker owners, thought leaders from across the country, and very excited today to be hosting a friend of mine in Mr. Carl Fong Yi. Carl is coming to us from Miami, Florida. Uh, he is part of the Riley Smith Group, which is the number one team in Miami at Berkshire Hathaway. They're having a ton of success there, which Carl will speak to us about here in a little bit. And Carl is a very motivating individual um, and helps inspire others in his community. And is going to talk a little bit about his involvement in doing that. Carl, welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited for the opportunity and I hope to provide some value to your show. Awesome. Another thing I didn't mention, uh, Carl, we've invited you to come as a guest speaker at our team building summit in May. So for anyone who hasn't picked up a ticket yet, we have some amazing people that are planning on coming to speak there. Um, the topic is superpowers and not superhero superpowers. Uh, I would call it God given superpowers or universe anointed superpowers. Um, and today for the next 10 to 15 minutes, we're going to talk about Carl's, um, superpowers and, hopefully the audience will be able to extract something from Carl's ways and wisdom that they can apply in their business to help scale in 2021. So Carl, first and foremost, let's talk about uh, the team that you're on. You serve in that capacity of operations manager, um, but that obviously pigeonholes you in a pretty narrow view. And I know you do a lot more than just that. So let's just talk about a little bit, maybe where you came from, what your active role is, the numbers that your team are producing now, and then we can get into some of the other stuff later. Absolutely. Well, Jeff, you know, my background was in banking. Um, I was in banking for 10 years in a Fortune 500 company. Um, Riley Smith himself is one of the most successful real estate agents in Miami-Dade County in South Florida. Um, his market was Coconut Grove, to be more specific. And at the time, he was my client. Um, we, we had a great relationship for five years. And about three, four years into that relationship, he had brought the idea of us coming together and building a company. I think he had just came back from the Keller Williams Conference and got uh, motivated by Mr. Gary Keller in regards to starting to build that. So I, I think he was shocked by the fact that I extended my hand, shook and committed from day one when he offered it. Then suddenly we came together and we started working on how do we create structure? How do we build systems? And more, how do we build a company that adds more value to real estate agents? Um, one of the things that I knew about the industry even prior to coming was that it had a reputation similar to car dealerships and, and salesmen, right? So I, I saw it as an exciting opportunity because not only did Riley believe in, in me and giving me this opportunity opening the doors, but I saw it as an opportunity to bring more value to the real estate industry. Um, I also had the opportunity to meet you early coming into real estate and, and participating with your team. So when I heard your message and what you're trying to build and what you were communicating to real estate agents to be successful and build for their future, it definitely aligned with me. And it's something that we have in mean, where we're trying to build a culture and environment for real estate agents, not only to be successful as individual sales people, but also to build a business and build a future um, where they can accumulate wealth and eventually exit the business. So we've taken a lot of tips from you um, just to share some successes um, from last year. We finished the year, even though it was a very challenging year, 
with um, 150 units. Um, that is a combination of rental sellers and buyers with a total volume close of $166 million. Um, it was the most successful years that we've had with one of the most challenging years we had. But I think that I, I give a lot of credit to all of our leaders and all of our agents that are in our organization that allowed us and helped us um, accomplish that. Um, this year, we're, we're continuing to challenge ourselves. Riley and I always are thinking big and, and we want to continue to get better. And we're trying to attract more talent. Our goal is going to be $250 million north of 500 units. Um, so we're excited for the new year. Um, so far, starting the year on track. This is important that we, we start on track from week one. Um, and that's where we're at. I've been in the industry almost five years. And I think the combination between um, banking experience and real estate experience and then working jointly with Riley and understanding his experience of what agents are missing, um, we've been able to work together and make sure that we add value to our agents. So our average agents, just to give an idea, 33% um, of our agents generate more than $100,000 in income. Um, so we're also building a, a group where we want to make sure we bring quality professionals that are serious about not treating this as a part-time job, but more importantly, as a career or building a business. Sure. How many agents do you guys have? So we currently have 35 agents. Okay. And are you running as a brokerage or are you a team or running a brokerage as a team? So we're a team, but definitely running and operating as a brokerage. Um, as you mentioned, we're under Berkshire Hathaway, but our operations in total is roughly almost 50 people. Um, we do have departments, leaders um, that are responsible for different areas of the business. Sure. So, you know, we're in the skin and growth mode. Yep. And I've actually had an opportunity, um, which was awesome to come out to Miami. I got to speak with your organization and check out your office space and you guys do it right. You have a great group of people. Um, I actually made a joke cause Riley's always in flip-flops. Um, Carl's boss is always in flip-flops and super chills, great personality. He doesn't even drive his car. He has a nice vehicle and chooses to drive a golf cart. It's a super nice golf cart. But as a joke, instead of dressing super nice, when I spoke, I dressed just like Riley because I wanted to be comfortable anyways. I was in shorts and flip-flops and like a, you remember that Carl? So I show up, awesome. on, I show up on stage. It was awesome. I got, I said, Hey, I had to look like Riley to get the respect of the audience. And I felt like you guys were family man right out of the gate. So you guys do a really good job with culture. And I think it all starts there. You know, Jeff, I'll, I'll add to your comments on that. Um, because not only it was a big reward to hear those comments from yourself and your other leaders that came with you to present because you saw it for yourself. Um, but I also saw that in your team. Right. And my experience with your organization, I feel times and, and correct me, I'm wrong, because you've been in the industry for a very long time. You surrounded yourself and had great conversations with a lot of successful team leaders. But sometimes I feel like they're full of it. Right. They either they're not transparent and honest about what they're really doing. Um, they're not being truthful about the culture and environment and the people they have in their business. So for me to go there present and not to hear it from you, but more importantly, experience it. And then vice versa, you do the same with us and give us the same feedback. I think it says a lot about um, your team and our team success. Yeah, that's awesome, man. You know, it's hard. You can talk culture all day long and this could be one of your superpowers, but you have to create it by the person that you are um, and more importantly, the person you become and you'll find you'll attract like-minded people. So if you feel like you have an organization full of selfish, egocentric agents, you might need to take a gut check and say, hey, are you a selfish, egocentric leader? Um, if it's all about the money, obviously there's not going to be fulfillment. And we always say it's not about the money for us. It's about becoming the best versions of ourselves. So let's get into your role with the Riley Smith group as operations manager. And maybe for those listening who don't have an operations manager, you might kick this off by just kind of sharing what an oper operations manager in your world is responsible for. 
So, you know, when we first came on board, you know, first and foremost, my title of director of operation came about because Riley and I looked at each other and said, what title are we putting? So I said, I have no clue. Um, we decided to put director of operations and, and stick to it. And, and to be honest with you, I don't let my ego get involved or get in the way. So I've kept the same title for the last five years, but I also know what I do, what my experience is and, and what I bring in value to the organization. And that consists of the management of our finances, the systems and process and structure that we build within the organization. And I would like to say that people is probably a big role in which we play in. Because for me in particular, what I focus on and what I'm constantly building on is relationship building, not only for partnerships, but also for talent. I'm, I never stop looking for talent the same way I never stop looking for clients and partners. Um, so with that, our, our big focus is identifying the right leaders that can continue growing with us at the pace going. Um, I think sometimes we make the mistake to, to attract or hire when we hit that wall and there's a need and demand at that moment. Um, I don't think that way and I don't make decisions that way. So at that pace that we're heading, I know that in a year we need an additional leader. So that leader is being hired today, trained today. And those are kind of some of the things I take responsibility with. In addition it. to that, um, hire, hire, hire before demand. Absolutely. You know, hire before demand, but don't go too crazy either. This is particularly for the topic of a leader, right? Um, and, and it may be different from a single agent and what, what their priority is at the time. The other thing is um, partnerships. I think that we're the direction the industry is going in, and, and you can talk about this in your ancillary companies and, and the added value you give to your consumer experience, is making sure that we have the partnerships that if we don't own the company currently and we can't provide that one-stop experience, the thing you can do is create partnerships. And that partnership gives us confidence to still go to the marketplace, still deliver a valuable experience to consumer um, and make it simple for them in the world that we live in today. I'm so a big, kind of pause there to see if anything yeah, you want to add on yeah, that. No, totally. Um, our top five partnerships in our growth uh, were mortgage title insurance, home inspection and home warranty. And we got into those relationships to help us offset our marketing costs by sharing in our CRM fee, which was Boomtown and still is, and all of our Legion fees um, pertaining to Google ads and Facebook primarily. Um, I then started to learn strategically to your very point, you know, to help control the transaction and provide better value to the consumer. Um, we could bring all that in-house. And so over the last five years, as you know, KW Elite has um, brought that into our office physically, literally it's in our office, uh, mortgage title insurance. I have not chosen to get into home inspection, home warranty, other than the fact that we're still in a marketing agreement. And those can go far. I mean, we could, you could have a marketing agreement with a landscaping company or a siting company. Um, we call those vendor relations and we do charge a fee to be part of our vendor list. So there's vendors, there's marketing service agreements, and then there's ownership. And a lot of teams that are similar to yours are probably a little myriad of all of those, just like us. Absolutely. And Jeff, if you don't mind, I want to kind of take a step back and, and share a story about banking, right? Um, and one of the things that's exciting when I hear Jeff talk about the companies that he's including in his business and then seeing what the industry as a whole is doing as well and trying to add this additional value in the one-stop experience and the simplicity to the consumer process. In banking, they went through the same struggles. So if you go back years, over 50 years, banking started with savings accounts, right? One simple product, one simple account. Over the years, what they were challenged with is revenue streams, regulations from the government. So they had to get creative and start bringing out better solutions. But the additional value to a banking industry is that they know that the commodity besides the product is simply the relationship and the client. What do I mean by that? Are you acquiring that relationship? If you're able to provide additional cross-sell um, solutions, 
you're able to retain that relationship for a longer period of time. So I'll share a little data. This is probably old already, but they used to tell us that, that when you had a client with several products, they were more likely to never leave you again, right? Same thing with an employee. If an employee stayed with you at least 10 years, they're more likely to never leave you again. So for us as business owners and leaders and adding more value to the marketplace and consumers, it's our jobs to always add this additional value to the consumer because while you're hot today, you may be nothing tomorrow. So what additional solution are you providing to make sure you continue to be valuable to your consumers and the marketplace moving forward? And I think what you're doing and what we're trying to do in making sure that we add that experience, not only is going to change the real estate industry, but it will improve the experience of the consumer as well. And I think they'll be more comfortable paying us the fees that we charge as well. 100%. Couldn't have said it better. Yeah. And that's one of the things we saw moving into the 21st century. And now, you know, hopefully post COVID-19 and the pandemic, and we look at technology now has been embraced more than ever in the history of technology. Uh, people are okay with a virtual option. We created a hybrid tech powered office that gives the consumer and the agent a virtual option and a physical option. But we saw the data play as the biggest play. Um, and I'm going to speak about this a little bit more at the team building summit. Of course, I've touched on it a lot here um, on the podcast, but if you have an, <clears throat> a real estate transaction and you can help provide more value to your client by helping them get pre-approved or refinancing their loan or getting their home and auto insurance or getting their title policy. Um, the thing that I find so fascinating with the data is once someone buys or sells a house, that event happens every 10 years or a little, you know, or less than that even. So how else can you monetize the relationship? And a better way to say that is how else can you create value for the database that you have? And I couldn't think of a better option than helping people refi, which right now I think I heard recently there's 60% of loans still haven't been refied that are over 4% with rates dropping over you know, below three. I'm like, why would someone not refi? Most instances, I think it makes sense for people. And then every year you can renew your home and auto. And a lot of people just say, hey, I'm with, you know, insert name of national insurance company. And I don't really, I don't look at it. Well, every year, everyone listening right now, you can shop it and you can go to whoever gives you the best rate. And they have um, one little trick is they buy you in by giving you a low rate. And then the next year they spike the rate. So the strategy is always shop it. And if they're not still competitive on the, when you reshop, you jump ship and go somewhere else. My insurance company offers 21 different insurance products. So we're making sure our consumers are getting the best rates when it comes to mortgage and refi, the best rates when it comes to home and auto insurance, not to mention the fact that we're assisting them buying and or selling real estate. We're providing them with the title policy. So it's really a one-stop shop from start to finish. Um, we're really excited to have you come speak on your superpower. We're not gonna have any time right now to get into it, but I can share with the audience with your permission, Carl by far is all about mindset and growth. He has been a student ever since I've known him. He's always been humble, always been a learner and has applied the things that he learns. And that's the thing that's unique is there's a lot of people out there. They're either not willing to learn and they just fail forward slowly. Um, they learn everything, but don't apply anything and go grow slowly. The best type of leader is someone who's constantly learning, never has arrived and is always implementing and willing to fail forward faster. And that's how I've always seen you, Carl. And I'm excited to have you in Omaha in May. And I really appreciate you being willing to do it. No, I love it. And I appreciate the opportunity, Jeff. And, and I hope to, to add value around that top mindset and growth to your audience and, and team. If, if, if you haven't seen it by now, I definitely recommend leverage the team building podcast, leverage Jeff and his, his business and his platform. One thing I want to point out, and I made a comment in an interview I was here in earlier this week was you have the Gary V's and the Grant Cardone's of the world, right? And as I listen to a Jeff Cohn, there's a lot of valuable information that he's sharing as well. But I want you to be mindful that you, it's your responsibility to take the information that fits your need 
at the moment. And what I mean by that is don't feel like you have to do everything that Jeff has expressed, that Gary Vee has expressed, that Grant Cardone has expressed. But there are things that these guys are expressing to us that we can learn from. And Jeff said it the best. It's not only about knowledge is power. It's about applied knowledge is power. And if you're actually learning and you're implementing and failing along the way, I assure you, you're going to wake up one day. You're going to be like, oh, man, I'm Jeff Cohn, right? Or I'm doing the things that Jeff Cohn was talking to me about five years ago. Um, address things that you want to improve on. Stay focused on your vision, your dreams, and learn from all the guys that are around us, um, such as Jeff and, and other successful people in this industry. Love it, brother. You're awesome, Carl. I appreciate you. Um, keep doing what you're doing. Looking forward to seeing you this summer. I'm sure no one is je uh, jealous at all that the fact that you live in Miami and get to enjoy Miami weather. I uh, hope you're enjoying that today. And for all those still listening, thank you again for listening to the Team Building Podcast. We're going to continually bring you high-level, impactful speakers to help everyone grow and become better together. Um, if you have enjoyed this podcast episode, be sure to go out to iTunes. Give us a five-star. We're going for a 1,000 reviews. Give Carl a shout-out for this particular episode. And, of course, we'd love to see you at an upcoming Team Building Workshop and or the May event where Carl's speaking the Team Building Summit. You can find tickets at growwithers.com, and it will be in person. We are not canceling the May event. We're not canceling the March event. It will be in person. We are not canceling. We are not canceling. Carl, how can someone get in touch with you if they want to follow your world? Awesome. Um, you can send me something as simple as an email, Carl at RileySmithGroup.com. But truthfully, team, if you go on your media or Google and you put Carl Fong Yi, the first two pages, every single link is mine. Um, my name actually is unique in the sense that it should pop up in your search engine easily. Um, but also I would like to express if you could visit Kathy Limitless Minds, any feedback you could give us on that website, that platform, it's a little project and a passion of mine that I've always had. And, and we have some quality purpose and, and, and behind it that we want to accomplish. Um, so if you could visit that and share some um, feedback, we really appreciate it. Perfect. And Fong Yi, for those listening, Carl, K-A-R-L, Fong, F-O-N-G, Yi, Y-E-E. <laughs> and name that uh, last URL one last time for me. That's Kafi, K-A-F-Y, LimitlessMinds.com. Perfect. Appreciate you coming on today, Carl. Nice job. I appreciate it, Jeff, and I look forward to um, adding value to your event. Yeah, 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 yeah.